everybody. What a beautiful day today. I thank God for this day, for everything that he's done. It's always a good day anytime you get God involved in it, you know, and uh, I praise him for it. But I know this is a little late tonight, but, um, you know, you can come back and watch this video anytime. So, uh, it's, you know, it's a lot going on. Got a lot to do this week, so I wanted to get this get the video put up tonight and um, and everything. So and I hope it blesses you and all. And uh, let's pray right quick before I get started. But and uh, I can't do this without the help of the Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for this day, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity again, Lord, to get on here and and share your word and share what you put on my heart, God, and, and uh, help each and every one of us, Lord to learn about the armor, Lord God, and the importance of it in our life, Lord Jesus, and, and in the areas where it works in, God. I ask you, Lord, to use me as your vessel, Lord Jesus, and speak through me. Give me the words that you'd have me to say. Lord, I can't do this without your help, Lord. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to, to let this be you tonight, Lord God, not me, Lord Jesus. And help me to bring forth, this, bring forth this word, God, the way that you showed it to me, Lord. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. This is going to be part two on the spirit sword. Um, I talked about the um, spirit sword last night. And there's another part of it that I need to bring up to elaborate a little bit, little bit more on. Because it's very important. And this is something that is very important in our walk and how we, how we react around people. And it's something that, that is really big part in our walk with God. And... If we don't have this active in our life, then we got some issues that we need to settle between us and the Lord and get it out of our spirit. And the uh, if you turn with me to James chapter three while I'm talking, if you have your Bibles, if you don't have your Bibles, you can go ahead and grab it right quick and uh, turn with me to James chapter three. But how we react and how we talk, especially when situations happen in our lives, when somebody cuts you off in traffic, um, or you know somebody gets in front of you and drives real slow and you're in a hurry and running late, um, somebody jumps in front of you in line at Walmart or in Publix or whatever, or, or the dogs act up, or the kids act up, or the grandkids act up, or you know different things that happen. Um, somebody says something wrong to you and you know it rubs you the wrong way or or just whatever whatever the case may be, your reaction to that is is something that you really need to work on and pay close attention to, because it's part of our walk with God is how we react and how we talk. And I know it's a weakness that we all have because we're dealing with the flesh on an everyday basis, but that's one of the things we're battling against. See, we're not battling against others. We're not battling against the dogs. We're not battling against the people in opposing, you know, and, and traffic in the other vehicles or the person that jumped in front of you in line at Walmart, they might be in a hurry to get somewhere. Let them go. Don't, you know, say, God bless you, love you, you know. And, uh, and don't get me wrong, I deal with a lot of this too. So um, this goes for me just as much as it would anybody else that's listening that might have this problem. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a big role in our walk with God, and it's something that we constantly need to work on on an everyday basis. This isn't just something that, that's going to just come easy. It's something that, that we have to deal with constantly. And uh, when the warriors were out on battlefields and fighting for this country and, and, and other countries and 
whatever, whatever they were fighting for, when they were out on the battlefield, things didn't come very easy. And we are in battle. We are in. We are having. We're in warfare against an enemy that wants to take us down. He wants. He wants to defeat us. But through Jesus and through His help and through the armor that we're supposed to be wearing, we can become victors and become overcomers of this thing, and we can make it through it. But the problem is, we're not going to do it on our own. On our own abilities we got to have God helping us and he gives us everything in this word that we can look into and dig into and find out how how we can overcome these things how we can be an overcomer one of the things is be a, you're an overcomer through your testimony by your testimony you testify on when God when God moved for you and, and helped you and, and moved in a situation and that boosts your morale and that boosts that boosts your spirit and it, it helps you and it helps you to it helps you to know that God moved for you then. He's going to move for you now. He's going to move for you in the future. He's going to move for you every time every time that you need Him to. And we have to be aware of that, but also we have to get our eyes off of the problem, quit focusing so much on the problem, so much on the issues, and start focusing more on God and start focusing more on how we can get closer to Him and how we can, how we can overcome our weaknesses and overcome our problems and our situations and our trials. You see, we're all going through trials. Those trials, trials are part of our everyday life. The Bible tells us that. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God shall deliver him from them all. So we, we are going to go through things. That's something that, that the Bible tells us we're going to go through things. And that's something we have to be aware of. But you know what? It doesn't matter about this world. We, we, we're just passing through. We're pilgrims passing through this land, passing through this world. We got a world, we got a heavenly home waiting on us. We got a home with Jesus waiting on us. Our home is not here. We're just passing through this land and working our way and trying to make it to the promised land. Just like when the when the Israelites were going through the wilderness, the wilderness wasn't their home. God was taking them through the wilderness, bringing them to the promised land that he had promised Abraham and promised the fathers before the, the children of Israel had came into into existence at that particular time when they come out of Egypt. So they were heading to the land that God had promised them through their ancestors. But that wilderness that they were going through was not their home. That's the same thing with us. This, this is a wilderness that we're passing through. And we're, we're heading towards a promised land that God has for us that when we make it there, we, that's, a, that's the key. We have to make it there. And the only way to make it there is to be an overcomer and be a, become, make it through victorious to the other side. And then when you get there, you'll have a reward waiting for you that, that's just going to be so far greater and above and beyond measure that we could ever, ever even possibly think of right now. John, John got, a, uh, got to see a little bit of it here and there, but he didn't get to see all of it. He saw pieces of it. You look in Revelation, he saw walls of jasper and gates of pearl, streets of the purest gold, streets made of gold that you could see through. And it's just... It's amazing some of the things that he spoke of and, and everything. And, but that's what, that's what we're heading to. That's where we're going. And we're going to a new heaven and a new earth one day when it's all said and done. And everything is going to be perfect and no more sorrows, no more troubles, no more problems. The, the children can lay with the lions and play with the lions and not get bit. Play in a snake pit and not get bit. Play in the lion's den and not get devoured. And everything is going to be the way it was in the Garden of Eden from the very beginning. And it's going to be a great and awesome time. But right now, we just got to make it through this. So that's the whole purpose of the armor of God is to help you get through these things, help you get through this life and make it 
and be victorious and enter into the throne room of God and be shouting hallelujah and glory to the Lamb one day when we get there. And it's going to be an amazing thing. You, you think there's praise now in the church. Wait until you get it. Wait until we walk into the throne room of God and we're victorious over this thing. And it's going to be some, there's going to be some shouting going on then. Some real shouting. Genuine. But anyways, James chapter 3, verse 5. says, Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. The tongue. <laughs> and when you think about the tongue, when anything happens to us and we get upset, what, basically our mouth is the first thing that gets to run it. It's a motor that once that engine, once that cord gets pulled and that motor gets to run and it can go and it can say some very hurtful things. You can say something hurtful to somebody. You could, you could tell somebody that you hate them in a time of anger and it, and it be sincere at the moment. But you know, when you say it, it's something that once it's said, you can't take it back. Once it's said, it, it can leave a scar in somebody. That they'll, they'll feel it for the rest of their life and they'll remember that. And it hurts. So if you think about that, that's an attack. That's a that's a, a jab with a, a basically jab with a sword into somebody's heart when you tell them something like that. The tongue is a very, very evil thing. It you know, and it has to be under control. It says here that it it's a just a little member. It's just like the the um, on a ship. It says a few verses up. Actually, the very first, the fourth verse, verse up from that, it says, Behold also the ships which, though they be so great, in other words, a ship be so big and so huge, that <laughs> they're only driven by fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm. The helm on a ship is something very small that it can turn that huge, great vessel with. So if you think about that, the tongue... Comparing it to that of how much the tongue can do, how much damage the tongue can do. And it's something that we need to get under control. See, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, is spoken out of your mouth. So that makes your tongue be the weapon. So if your tongue is the weapon, the tongue can also be used as a weapon for, for bad as well as for good. So having the tongue under control is a major part in our walk with God. Now, I'm going somewhere with this, so pay close attention. I haven't given you the title to this yet. I just told you it was the Spirit Sword Part 2. But if you look down at verse 8, it says, But the tongue can no but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. So that's the key part there. The tongue, no man can tame it. So if no man can tame it, then that means that, that as long as you are working under the, the flesh and not the spirit and you it's you're letting the the fleshly man have control of everything letting the fleshly man just do whatever it wants to and you don't want to have nothing to do with god you, you're doing your own thing you're going your own way and even after you come to god and still there's things that you just want to do and you're going to do it regardless you're going to let the flesh have its have its day let the flesh do whatever it wants to 
and you don't want to take and get certain things under subjection in your life, that tongue can get you in a lot of trouble. Not just with people, but it can also get you in trouble with God. So if you think about this, because see, out of the same mouth cannot come blessings and cursings. It's like out of a, out of a well, it can't come bitter water and sweet water. If you dig a well, if you drill a well in your yard, you're, you're either going to get bad water or you're going to get good water. So thinking about that, you can't have both out of that same well. It's the same with the tongue. If a person is living for God and they're trying, they're striving for, for perfection and they're pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus and they're pushing and keeping and treading on and going, as, you know, trying to make it to the end, trying to make it to the goal, in their mouth, out of their mouth comes blessings and cursings. There's a problem there. You're not going to make it to the goal like that. You're not going to make it to the goal with cursings coming out of your mouth and blessings coming out of your mouth. Now, remember what I said uh, last night or the other night when I was talking about the, blade, the sword, the sword of the Spirit. One of the things was hardening the blade, how they would harden the blade. When they would heat the blade up and they would fold it over and, and beat on it with a hammer and then they'd heat it up, fold it over, beat on it with a hammer and they keep doing that. It's strengthening the blade, making the blade harder and it's hardening the steel. So being as it's hardening the steel, that's called tempered. They're tempering the metal. So if they're tempering the metal, they're getting all the imperfections out of it by doing that and making it stronger and strengthening the blade. So if so being as they're strengthening the blade, they're making it where it can handle the pressure. It can handle when another weapon hits against it or when it strikes something hard. Because when, uh, when they're on the battlefield and they're fighting against each other, there's times where the swords would hit each other or the swords would hit a harder object or hit a shield that's got metal in it or whatever it might hit or hit a, you know, anything that the, other, the opponent is carrying, a metal helmet or whatever. Or even when it struck into them, it would hit the bone. The bone was hard. So that metal had to be hard so it, so it wouldn't chip the bone or so, or so it wouldn't chip the blade or so it wouldn't break the blade. And so it could withstand all that. So if you think about that, looking at it from a, from a Christian perspective and looking at it as part of our life and part of our walk with God, being tempered is having yourself going through things, going through pressures to where it makes you stronger in God but it's also, tempered also means to be under self-control. In other words, you have self-control. You have control to where you don't lose your temper in a time of problem or when the, when the heat's on. You don't lose control or you don't lose, you know, you don't just flip out and all of a sudden, you know, your, your mouth's just a run and saying things you shouldn't be saying. You got all that under control, under subjection. You got the flesh under subjection. The title of this is a tempered blade, because like I was saying, the sword is spoken, is your spoken out of your mouth. When you speak the word of God out of your mouth, that is your sword of the spirit, of the word of God. So it's got to be a tempered blade, meaning you got to have it under control, having your tongue under control. Over in Galatians chapter five, twenty-three. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. See, temperance, having yourself under control, having your tongue under control, having your whole body under control is part of 
you're part of the fruits of the Spirit. Meaning you'll know a Christian by the way they act and the way they talk. You see, the way they talk, the way they speak, the words that comes out of their mouth. If somebody's professing to be a Christian and they're cussing every other word or something like that, there's a problem there. There's something there that just ain't right. If you, and we all have moments where we fail. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about like on a constant basis or, or where they just throw the words out there that they don't, you know, they don't care. And they think it's okay. They think it's all right to do that, but it's not. You know, the, the Bible says don't let any filthy lucre come out of your, lucre come out of your mouth, meaning the, the filth of the world or bad things, nasty things, things that shouldn't even be spoken, things shouldn't come out of a person's mouth. And you hear these people out in the world today saying it. I can remember years ago back when I was growing up when the first cuss word that was ever put on TV, and it, you know, it's, it's like took the world by surprise. Well, that, back then, that wasn't the thing that you heard out in, the, out in public very often. And a lot of people didn't talk like that back then. And if they did, then, hey, there was, you know, something's wrong. But now it's just every day there's things that goes on out here in the world that's just unbelievable how, how horrible and how sinful this world has gotten. But, you know, us as Christians, we're setting an example for God where people can see God through us. And like I said, if you don't have yourself under control, then when a situation comes along and hits you by surprise, the way you react and the way you... You should have the Word of God coming out of your mouth. We need to get close enough to God where when the situation arises and we get into a problem or get into a, a bad scenario, then we should be speaking the Word of God against it. You want that mountain to move out of your, life, out of your way? You want that, that problem to move out of your way? You want that situation to get out, of you, get out from in front of you or the devil to move so you can get on through, so you, can, so you can get closer to God? Or you want that sickness to get off of your family or whatever it might be, whatever the case may be, your finances, you want the devil to get out of your finances? We need to start speaking to, the, to him with, with authority from the Word of God through the Holy Spirit and tell him to get out of here and leave us alone. See, we need to get that that we need to get ourselves tempered, get ourselves under control, get our self-control, you know, get a hold of it so we can fight against the enemy. And like I said a while ago, the enemy is not the people around you. It's not, it's not others. And it's definitely not other Christians, which we see a lot of Christians fighting against Christians. Christians having a problem with Christians. You know, people that's supposed to be supposed to be living for God and is supposed to love God and, and yet there's so many churches has so much problems with everybody else. Nobody can get along. You know, there's something wrong there. And we need we need to get closer to God and we need to we need to get ourselves under self control. And we need to this is what we need to live by. We need to live by each and every word out of this book. Out of the Bible. Put your armor on. Come on, temper your blade. Harden your blade. Get it get it sharp. Work on it. Get it get it to where it needs to be so that whenever you do have an adversary come your way, come on, you can fight against him. You can you can be successful. <laughs> like I said, the, the armor is not gonna work if it's not in unity. Each and every piece has to work together. Get your blade tempered. Put it back on the anvil and back in the fire and heat it up a little bit. Get the hammering on it. Get all that all that weakness beat out of it. Strengthen it up. How do you do that? You dig into the Word of God. You study out what the Word's got to say for you. Don't just listen to what, what preachers are telling you. Get in there and dig for yourself. Listen to what the preacher's telling you, but make sure he's telling you what the Bible says, what the Word of God says, and then make sure it lines up with the Word of God. 
All right, and then get it, accept it, put it in here where it needs to be at. Come on. David said, I hide your word in my heart so that I will not sin against you. He was telling God that. We need to do that. And that's part of getting your sword sharpened, getting your sword hardened. You have to get the word of God in you so that whenever you face a trial or face a situation, you can speak the word, word of God out. If you don't have it in here, it's not going to come out. You can't just grab the Bible all of a sudden when you're getting in a trial and look for something. Okay, well, i got to find something to say here so that I can tell God, you know, so I can tell my adversary, you want to get God to show up on my behalf. No, that word's got to be in you. you got to have that sword on you. you got to have your armor on. you got to have it on you all times, all the time. We're taking it off. We're on a battlefield. We're, we're fighting a war here. We're fighting a battle against, the, against Satan, against the enemies of God. Okay? Not against each other, but against the enemies of God. And we need to get, come on, get our armor on and get to fighting this thing. Quit playing around on the battlefield. The temperance, self-control. You have to be self-control. Self-control is what the whole thing is. You know what happened to self-control? If you ain't got nothing good to come out of your mouth to say, keep your mouth shut. That's self-control. When you get facing against a situation and you ain't got something good to say, keep your mouth shut. That's the, that's the, that's the only thing I can say about that. Come on, we got to have something good to say. When somebody's doing you wrong, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. You know, it's, you know I'm sorry with what happened, but I, I love you. You know, don't retaliate back against them if they're sitting there jumping all over you. Turn around and walk away. You know, handle the situation after you calm down if that's what you have to do, if you can't handle it in a godly way. So, you know, that's self-control. That's part of self-control. When the enemy comes your way, don't throw in the towel just because he's jumping up in your face shouting at you. And I'm talking about the devil there with that one. When the devil comes your way, starts getting in your face shouting at you, shout back at him. Shout a couple of hallelujahs. Get God down in your, in your circumstance. Come on, get to praising God in front of the devil and see how he likes that. Tell the devil, get away from me. He ain't got no place there. Come on, there's ways that we fight against the devil. And I got, a, a little later on, I'm going into parts of the armor tour about the praise and stuff, and I'll tell you how all that works. But that's another one coming a little later on in the future. But uh, I hope you enjoyed this tonight. If you enjoyed it, if it helps you, then I ask you to, to, uh, ask you to share this and, you know, if you got some people you want to have, you know, want to watch it or whatever, um, hope it blessed you and I love you guys and and um, see y'all again soon.